folks, ladies and gents, it's a beautiful, sunny, crisp day in uh, British Columbia today. We have some light gusts coming from the east. I'm not sure how it's going to affect the players mm-hmm. today, but it yeah. shouldn't be a problem. On the uh, women's LPGA tour, thank you for joining us. Uh, back to you, Cass. Uh, where, are we, where are we headed? You know, it's going to be a really competitive day. This is the last day of the tournament. Mm-hmm. We have a very competitive mm-hmm. leaderboard. People are That leaderboard is. Under par. Yeah. Really nice full swings out there today. Lots of birdies, and not just the birds. We're not even just talking about the birds, Cass. We're talking about the birdies happening on the holes of the course. We've set a new record. There has been no fours today. No fours. No, in, no, fours no on injuries the course, on the uh, golf course today. But some some aggressive winds, I feel like, coming from the mm-hmm. from the east. Um, <laughs> some 14-mile-an-hour winds. Cass, uh, <laughs> let's take a look at uh, hole 7 tee box. Oh. Who have we got? All right, Ken. The shining star of this tournament. We have our local favorite. We have uh, the leader of this tournament so far. She is a local. She grew up in Penticton. She's a very adventurous, adventurous person out there. She uh, is actually a graduate of New Mexico State University. Did you know that she wow. had a full ride scholarship down there, Ken? Wow, I did not. That's amazing. Brains and a beautiful golf swing to go with it. What more could you want? What more? What more could you what want? What more Cass? could you want? Is uh, an eleven-year LPGA tour career this she is an incredible she's a legend around here also did you know not only can she play but she can caddy like no other oh she is an incredible she has caddied on the pga Mm. and lpga tours for over two years and she spent six years after that instructing men and women on how to improve their golf game absolutely she has some great experience on the course she has some great experience in life She's also taken mm. up real estate just to add a third career to her belt. It, we're excited to see her performance today. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, golfers of all varieties, we have today's guest. Cass, who is it? The one, the only, the... AJ Ethorn. You know what I think, Cass? I think we just need like a nice uh, slow golf clap sound effect right now. Absolutely. Cue it. Let's go. Bosses will see you now. Ah, the game of golf. Don't you love it, Cass? I love it. I love a nice low clap. Mm. I like a soft voice. I like the carts. The carts, the bev carts, the uh, golf carts, the beep beep. I love golf. It's just like the most relaxing game out there. It's people of all ages, men, women, kids, elderly. Everyone plays golf it's just like relaxing we actually both have a very extensive golf background and people may not know um, that do we now let's uh let's go into what is your extensive golf background um well after not having the chops to be a hockey player or any other type of olympian my parents decided to put me in golf camp so i attended golf camp it was pretty great you know learned a lot of you're actually quite good at golf so that like doesn't shock me my definition of golf camp the only golf camp i've ever done is like when i was driving the bev cart and guys would be like (laughs) I'll give you an extra tip if you swing my golf club. And so I did that. Very extensive Mm -hmm. knowledge. That's awesome. Right? Um, That's really good experience. I like golf (laughs) because it's like a relaxing sport. But the best part about golf, it is the, well, that's what I was going to say. It's the only sport where I've seen like grown men throw like toddler level tantrums in public. That's very true. I find it a very versatile sport. I think you can either have the very classy, full of etiquette Mm -hmm. game, or you can also have a nice athletic time while drinking yeah it's like best of both worlds kind of people the vibe sometimes but aj she always keeps it classy uh this interview was dare i say unforgettable cast but f-o-r-e gettable absolutely i would say it's one of our best guest segments by By, par oh by by par you say yeah i really love aj and i feel like honestly (laughs) i could par T with her like p-a-r-t-e-e with aj like we could go club ing like golf club golf club ing oh we could bogey it on the dance floor like boogie it but no i meant bogey okay i'm done that's it yeah i think we should quit while we're in (laughs) i did my research about golf for this episode as you can tell anyway i think that we should probably leave most of the golf talk to the Mm -hmm, professional mm -hmm here so let's get Mm -hmm. into it let's hear her stories i'm so excited to hear about your time 
as oh. a golf pro and you did you were a caddy and you also golf I, I played right? yeah both. I played for 10 years and then I caddied for a couple years both on the men's so tour cool. and the ladies tour and then taught for a few years and now real sir mom so mm-hmm. yeah. such yeah. a cool story yeah I want to hear all about it should we start <laughs> with just kind of how you got into golf absolutely yeah no I um I started playing soccer when I was a really little kid that was kind of mm-hmm. the thing to do growing up in Penticton and then uh, mm-hmm. obviously um We've got four seasons, so there's all sorts of sports. I was just one of those sporty kids, and my dad started to get my older brother into golf, and I thought, well, I can't be left out. So <laughs> I tagged along and uh, picked it up fairly easily, um, yeah. being a little bit aggressive, um, lots, you know, aggressive, athletic, whatever it is. <laughs> I loved everything to do with golf. Uh, you know, it's it's by yourself. You're, you either make it or you break it. And I luckily got put into a tournament right away and I won. So, you know, I got a trophy. Oh, wow. and, and how old so were you at that time? I was 13. Uh, yeah. And I just got lucky and had the opportunity to play. We got the opportunity to play almost every day, just hanging out at the golf course in Penticton. And uh, yeah, I was that little annoying kid that said, can I join your group? And just, so it was good. I, you know what, I I'm very thankful and very lucky to be from a small town that we could mm. get the amount of time that we had. So did you ever take like lessons or were I you did, just, yeah, my mom okay. was a bit afraid for me not to take lessons. Cause she's like, I don't know what to do. And my dad's like, well, I'm left-handed or right-handed. I don't know if that's really wise of me to oh. teach you. And, I think both my dad and I are a bit stubborn, so it's kind of funny, you know, like, <laughs> if you ever say, you know, like, parents shouldn't teach their kids, or, you know, mm-hmm. husband and wife shouldn't be teaching each other, <laughs> same thing, right? It's like, yeah. my dad and I are a bit too stubborn to to really, and he was like, you know, I just picked it up, I didn't really know what was going on, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was lucky, I had a, a coach, uh, drove down to his studios quite a bit, and then back, I was one of those kids that just liked to hit balls, and putt, and chip, yeah. and uh, yeah, so kind of a little bit self-taught, not always the prettiest swing but very determined to get the ball in the hole and beat the boys uh, we had a yeah. big oh junior. I love that we had juniors um every weekend growing up and it was kind of fun because there was you know three four girls and there was about 50 some odd guys yeah. and uh, you know good ratio and get to meet some really fun guys and so I got better because I played with the guys and it didn't matter that I was a girl and I said well I'll play from the back tees if that's where they mm-hmm. want me to play from because nice. they didn't like getting beat when I was on the forward tees <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I look at the LPGA and the PGA they're the same thing like they're not everybody plays from the same tee box it's just different so but yeah it was fun I mean we're we're kind of lucky to have a junior tour and I was lucky that my parents were willing to drive me every weekend to wherever we went and I think my dad liked it because he got to golf and he won we'll say one uh (laughs) all the golf balls and the stuff that we won every weekend we couldn't Mm. play with them all so yeah, it kind yeah. of supported our our habit of playing and uh, it was good family time together too. Yeah, I think that would be a great way to bond with your family. My dad's like a super avid golfer and if I could golf better than I do, like I think he would be <laughs> yeah. super happy, super pleased. So I think that's what you can Yeah, you want to teach golf? me? Like, sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just saying like it's it was such a good way. My parents yeah. both golf, my brother and I both golf and we all mm. played together. Yeah. Four totally different levels. So like mm. you're saying, like it's a good sport that you can you can still play together if you want to pick up great if you want to be serious and finish out great yeah. um, but it's you know you don't always have to be the same skill level like tennis is a bit harder because if the ball right. doesn't That's come true. back you know whereas golf you can just That's keep playing true. and you took a 10 and I took a three so whatever were you always really competitive with it or was it did it start just kind of being something for fun or were you initially just doing competitions I would say I'm just I'm a competitive person Uh (laughs) I from when I was five on the soccer field like I'm gonna kick you or kick the ball or so I think golf was that where I was very hard on myself wanting to achieve Mm -hmm. lots um but still I mean it was fun to be out there and um yeah I don't know I I think I was always competitive though and Mm -hmm. like any competitive person you win something you're like yeah I'm hooked I'm ready to go so yeah okay so how did you go from I guess you, you were probably like in high school, elementary school, high school. And then when did you transition to going like professional and going into the yeah. LPGA? Good question. I went to um, New Mexico State University. My oh, mom wow. and I put together all these letters to different colleges and universities. And we didn't really know what we were doing, but we got <laughs> lots of response back. And yeah. in those days, you were able to take five trips, up to five trips to different universities. So we took full advantage of that. Went to some schools we did not want to go to. 
but it was like, okay, I've been to Arkansas and I don't yeah, need to go like, back. Been there, done that. Yeah, <laughs> been there, done that. I'm good. Yeah. No, no. I, I we went to Oregon Coast and it was two universities there. At, they're great golf schools, and I was yeah. like, I hate the rain, so let's not go yeah. here. Um, New Mexico was just comfy. It was not a big town. It was fun. I love Mexican food, um, and it was a good place. It wasn't where I was gonna be lost. It wasn't a top 10 team in the nation, but it was, it was a growing team. And so I kind of grew with it. I ended up being 11th in the nation in college golf, which was pretty fun. Played really good golf and worked hard and got a degree in business administration and marketing. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of fun. I mean, it was nice to be far away, but it was tough to be far away at the same because I'm close to my parents. So Mm -hmm. it made me grow up quickly to balance the studies as well as uh, golfing every week and lots of tournaments and traveling and get used to it and yeah, yeah but it was fun and it was such life? great friendship yeah <clears throat> I was very good at balancing that too yeah oh, probably wow. probably just... too much yeah <laughs> <laughs> who needs sleep when you're in college right <laughs> well maybe maybe a little bit I yeah I don't think I slept much the first year well you but... were 11th in the nation you didn't need it you know you always did fine <laughs> yeah well I mean it's me four years so four years uh that's no. your average I would say most college athletes take five just because you can uh I got yeah. to year three I'm like I want to out of here as quick as possible <laughs> I left I graduated in May I turned pro in June the mini tour into New York I played three of <sighs> three events um ended up winning one of them and then kind of just I almost kind of flipped a switch and just went from there and just played golf and everything right. else didn't matter. Nothing like social life. Talk about no social life, all about golf and getting through this. There was a qualifying school for LPGA and made it mm-hmm. through that and uh, ended up tying for first at it. Yeah. And so kind of was like, oh my gosh, I just graduated, made some money. Now I got to go and have like, I actually have to go and do this. And, you know, tour started in January of 1999. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing out here. You do, but I was 22 years old. So you're, you're thinking Holy. I've got the world by the horns and then you're kind of mm-hmm. going, I have, I am so green. Like I remember, I remember first <laughs> when I was out on those mini tours and the year previous, like when I graduated and I walked to the store and called my mom on the payphone. I'm like, mom, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. And she's yeah. like, that's okay, Aww. honey, just keep playing golf. And and really it was, you know, you just start going, I'm just here to play golf. So just play golf. Mm-hmm. All the rest will figure itself out. And uh, yeah. you do, you, you kind of make some hiccups, you make some bad decisions, you know, wow, that hotel was $250. And you're like, I, I didn't even make $200 this week. Like, Do you have to pay for all your own expenses? Like when you're you a touring professional, like oh, you're wow. not sponsored or anything? Holy. No, like you'll, you'll get sponsorship. Once I got on tour, yeah. I had different sponsors. I had Whirlpool. I had oil of Olay. I had a few different ones mm-hmm. for the most part. It's out of pocket. I mean, so if you're thinking your expenses are anywhere from 30 to $40,000 a year, um, the first few years I made a lot of money and made some really good contracts and mm-hmm. good fun stuff. And then by about year eight, it was, you're making $45,000 mm-hmm. still spending 30 to 40 going, this doesn't wow. really add up very well. So, um, you know, it, it kind of ebbs and flows. I, my first couple of years I played well, I think because I had that focus of it's all about me right. and it's all about my game and probably seven top tens, uh, my first year and playing with the top women golfers in the world. And just such a great experience. I had some really good mentors, uh, in the other Canadian pros that helped me along and, you know, I was the little sister and, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, it was a, it was a really cool time, but you know, we had 45 events in a year and they're all wow. week long. So, you know, so it's most of my time then. was on the road. That's not much time off. No, no. So, um, by the end of 2000, I decided I'd buy a house. So, you know, mm-hmm. two years on tour, I got some money in my pocket. So I bought a house in Phoenix, Arizona mm-hmm. and kind of just enjoyed living out of that house, but really by April, we left on the road and I probably didn't come back till September or October, maybe wow. one week or two in the summer. But if you've ever been to Phoenix in the summer, you probably went there by accident. Cause there's <laughs> You're like, don't go, don't go, don't go. No, uh, I would just sit on my couch and watch movies and what was that? The guitar thing? Guitar Hero? Oh, Guitar Hero? Oh, I played yeah. Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. I know. I was just oh. I was addicted to it because it was like, That's I can't so funny. I go outside. Amazing. I'm just going to play Guitar Hero and, and watch movies. And... I wouldn't want to play against you, though. I feel like you'd be too competitive. You'd be too good. I would just <laughs> Probably be like, like, so yeah. stressed out the whole time. <laughs> now I'm like, eh, I'm kind of relaxed, whatever. Yeah, laid back. Yeah. That's yeah, so I- cool that you said that you were away for 45 weeks of the year. So how did you deal with the loneliness? I've read a lot of articles from other golf pros that said it was so lonely being on tour. Did you kind of feel the same way? 
Um, well, like I said, I had mentors. Uh, mm-hmm. Donko Jones mm-hmm. was a big, big sister to me. Gail Graham uh, from Kelowna was really influential to me. Um, I had some other girls that I would hang out with really close friends. And I mean, since we had to pay for everything on our own, for the most part, we shared hotel rooms. So you had a buddy every okay. week or you shared hotel and a car. And, you know, it was unfortunate if somebody had a morning TTM and someone had an afternoon and you had to get up yeah. and drop them off. But, you know, you do what you do to try and save money, I guess, and make money and, and mm-hmm. all the rest. But thank goodness for phones and computers right. that started to get better. Um, I still probably talk to my parents. They goodness for my cell phone at the time. Um, I probably talked to them almost every other day. So I still talk to them every day. So, you know, to have that family, have people on the Mm -hmm. road that are, you know, your buddies and and they're just as lonely. Like you said, they're just as lonely. But yeah, it kind of is what you make of it. And I was very focused, but I also made sure that my relationships with friends were important enough to me. Unfortunately, you lose the people that aren't traveling with you, you lose Mm -hmm. contact with them. And there's people that if you have success, or you don't, and you're kind of get split ways, our core group of friends weren't it was like, I cheer for you just as much as I cheer for me. And I find it interesting. I've never done an individual sport. I've only done team Mm. sports. So I was wondering, like, how do you get that camaraderie and that mentorship when you are in such an individual focused sport like golf? Yeah, for the most part, you are you're playing against the golf course. No one, no one's going to hit you and, and push you down, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but not happy anyway, Gilmore. <laughs> Tanya Harding or whatever that you one might, is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for the most part, they are, you know what, it's, and I think those true friendships are really, you know, why they were my friends. I mean, there are mm-hmm. those people that came and went and you're like, yeah, well, I guess it wasn't a true friendship. And I mean, we all have those in life and throughout growing up and it's like well you were my best friend in high school and now I don't talk to you but if you do talk to them again it, you pick right back up same with all these guys it was just like I'll have your back if you're sad let me know I'll give you a wine or two or four, <laughs> or four. You know, oh, no. whatever it is you need right yeah, here's a straw mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I'm feeling um, sad AJ <laughs> <laughs> okay here you go thanks so <clears throat> when you're so like in a kind of a slightly high stress environment though where you know you have so many expenses and you're only making money if you're winning right did it kind of create like a bit of a cutthroat environment with some people in your surroundings like yeah how was oh for sure that? and it, it it's like you were saying it's uh, you only make money when you when you yeah. play well uh, there was a lot of Friday nights that were sad and you know if you didn't play the weekend you weren't making any money and it was frustrating and but those and I think why I was I was so mentally strong as 22 23 24 it's like I'm invincible because I had early success and I had something to fall back on and I had a really good mental platform to go back on, mm-hmm. I was really strong. As 2007, 2006, I actually went through depression um, mm-hmm. because my golf started to struggle. You know, you, you beat up yourself. You do all these things where you're like, you're no good. You, yeah, you made 50 grand and you spent 40. Like, ooh, aren't you cool? Yeah. And, you know, we all do it. We all beat ourselves up. We're our worst critics. So kind of going through depression, uh, let's say I got rid of my coach. Um, it was just a bad influence, you know, negative influence mm-hmm. and kind of went through, you know, you get the, the happy pills. And I, you yeah. know what? I wish more people talked about it because once I yeah. told everybody what I had gone through, People are like, oh, I've been on this for years. Yeah, it happens all the time because you do have that mental high, low, high, low. And sometimes your highs just are your regulars. And then you start getting lower and lower. And so I got frustrated with it. Um, you know, got I had a few different coaches and along the way. And I, I did okay for the, the those couple remaining years. But with 2008, the economy crashed. It really affected the LPGA Tour. Like we lost right. over half of our events. So it was tough mentally to say, I'm only going to play half, half the year now. Now what am I going to do? And I was already struggling. So I'm like, I just had a tough time with it. And by 2009, I said, you know what? I just I had a hard time hitting the ball. I had like a mental block. And so uh, I just kind of said, you know what? I... I want to end on a positive. I want to still love golf and I'm getting yeah. to that point where I don't like it anymore because it causes too much stress. Like you said, and it's uh, where I think I'm smart enough and I was smart enough to say, I, I got to take a break. I, I got to back mm-hmm. away. And uh, it's hard because, you know, you're t- one of the top golfers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the top hundred, 150, even at worst. And yet that's still not good enough, right? You're not still paying, yeah. you're not paying your bills. You're not, and you're just not happy. Right. Um, 
you know, I was starting to get older. I was like 32 and I'm like, oh, I got to have kids. I don't, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And so much so pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Right. And I, was, I wasn't meeting the man of my dreams out there. It was kind mm-hmm. of, you meet all the wrong people. And yeah, so I just kind of, you know what, I took a step back and uh, said, I'll try something else. And that was the 2009 when this was the year of about five different jobs. Um, not, you know, the, the highlight was carrying some drinks around at the NASCAR event in Phoenix. Cause I was like, I just, well, I'll just try this and see. Mm-hmm. That was a bad idea, but it was a real shaker upper and say, okay. Sounds like a fun story though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very loud. I didn't know you didn't, you do yeah. need headphones when you go to the NASCAR. The more you know. Um, no, but really it was, a, it was a year of just kind of self-discovery. Yeah. It's what do you want to do? What do you want to, what do you get joy out of? And I, I really love teaching. I love helping like younger kids or just someone find their way and, because it does, if making somebody else happy makes you happy. And mm-hmm. um, so I kind of researched how to get there. But again, 2009, people are not spending a lot of extra money because they lost it in the stock market. Mm-hmm. It was a bit slow in the Phoenix area. I did some just fun stuff for kids and stuff around. And then somehow, some way got met up with a guy that was trying to get on the men's tour, on the PGA tour. And I helped him get through qualifying school. And he's like, why don't you want to just join me next year? I'm like, Sure which meant, you know, the first week was in Hawaii. So that was pretty tough. Oh, uh, you poor yeah. thing. Wow. I know, right? Phoenix to Hawaii. I, I know just... Phoenix. And then I had to go to Hawaii and then we went back to Florida. Oh, you and guys, the trials and tribulations. I know. Right? It, was, it, was just, it was very tough. She's very hard done by. You heard it here first. I know. <laughs> there was not a lot of bleeding hearts for me. No. So were um, you caddying? Is that what you were doing? I caddied on the men's tour. Okay. I was cool. one of two female caddies out there. Oh. Um, and then soon became the only female caddy out there. Um, I thought, wow, this cool. is going to be great. You know, I want to meet a guy. This, this is full of guys. <laughs> Isn't golf uh, the way to do it? Isn't that how yeah, you do it? Yeah, well, I, I unfortunately ended up with about 250 brothers. Um, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I'll look after your age. Uh, that's great. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I had some dates. They were some nice guys, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. I mean, we traveled all throughout the U- U.S. It was you great. get to know them like almost too well, almost. And then it's just, well, yeah. I mean, I had some yeah. roommates that were my buddies, and people were like, "Oh, roommates," and I'm like, "Oh gosh, once you live with a guy like that for a week, it's yeah, yeah too Golfers. much information, <laughs> right?" Yeah, yeah. Well, in caddies, like we're not. You carry a bag around for eight miles and then you go for a run for five miles and then you go to the bar and you hang out there for a few more hours and then you do yeah. it all again the next day. So um, <laughs> it was fun. I mean, talk about not a lot of stress. You had to know your numbers pretty well and which way the wind was coming. And oh, yeah. if there was going to be rain, you better have your rain suit and the umbrella and extra balls. But the hardest part of being a caddy, and I knew this from being a player, was the player itself and dealing with the emotions. So Truly, your biggest job mm-hmm. is being a counselor. Things that mm-hmm. I used to hear as a as my caddy, like you're going to be fine. Just breathe through it. Just hit the yeah. middle of the green. You're fine. Just relax. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's only one hole, and you're like, now, oh, now I'm saying this, and now I just I want to kick my own butt. Because <laughs> yeah, because you're it's like, hard to I'm believe in the moment. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, no, it was it was a great experience. I made back all the money that I thought men's tour he finished 80th and I probably made more than I would have if I finished top 20 on the LPJ tour so that's crazy um, did that kind of frustrate you to you know thinking about ever going back or even when did you know about that when you were playing like just such a discrepancy it, it was tough but I mean if you look at the men everybody knows all the men golfers it was hard people didn't really know women mm. golfers I was lucky being from Canada that everyone knew every golfer um, when I first got on tour, they did a huge media blow up. So everybody knew who AJ was. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the long run, it was great for me because even after I was finished golfing, even when I was caddy and people were like, AJ, we love you. And You're it's like, like, Hey, don't cool. I, my player was like, Hey, wait a second. I'm the player. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Canadians are true mm-hmm. and true, right? Like they're, they're so yeah. proud of their athletes and it, it was mm-hmm. really cool to have that. Um, as far as the pay, it's kind of, if you thought about it, it would really make you mad. You know, I know it, tennis is getting a, a little bit better. Women's golf is now a lot better than it ever has been, which is really okay. nice to see. But yeah, no, I mean, it was, it's frustrating. The men, the winner uh, in an event will make as much as the entire field is playing for on an LPGA wow. event. So, you know, it's, we're playing for a million dollars for everybody and they play and win and they make a million dollars. I'm like, see, right. this guy can sponsor whole events for us. So 
Um, it, it was frustrating, but you know what? I took advantage of it. Luckily, mm-hmm. I had a yeah. guy that was pretty decent. I mean, he was a great player. Uh, mentally, mm-hmm. he was it was tough. You know, he beat himself up a little bit, but I knew I knew exactly how to deal with it because I was the same yeah. way. Yeah. So it was fun. We I probably I was there for a year and a half on his bag, and then it was just like he said, "You were just too positive. I can't I can't take it anymore." So <laughs> if you're gonna get fired, you might. As well, and I just I walked away because I'm like, "You're just too negative." I and I just I couldn't mentally dealing with someone. Yeah. Uh, and again, surrounding right. yourself with people that you enjoy. And then I went to back to the LPJ tour. I got the opportunity to work for Brittany Linscombe. Home was a, a player that was really up and coming. And I was like, yeah, I'll just go out there and, and caddy a few events with her and see how it goes. And the second event she won. Again, I was like, wow, this is really, this is really fun. She, she won two events that year. We traveled a lot. By the summer, we were in Ireland for the Solheim Cup. We were in France. Uh, and then in the fall, we went to Malaysia and Taiwan and Korea. And I was, by then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. How old were you at that point? I was 35. Okay. Uh, And I just was like, I'm done. I'm tired. I I don't want to be doing this anymore. My body was starting to hurt. Um, You know, the bags are about 35 to 45 pounds, depending on what you got in there. And I was just like, yeah, I just, I just wasn't having fun. And again, a little was the, we'll say personalities again. Like Brittany was very competitive and she was very needy as far as she wanted me to do everything. And I was like, I'm not somebody's slave. I'm just, I love to be an equal partner. I love to be, and I think that's the way I am in life and everything. Mm-hmm. else it's like we got to be equal and um even though I know you're the one swinging the club and I just want to be treated like that so I sought out different things and I said I kind of want to go home so um I was lucky enough to get a, a teaching job at Predator Ridge for six months um which turned into full year and seven years of teaching so pretty amazing that way you know again life just kind of flips its switch and you move on to something different and it was really nice though to to say we went from traveling the world to you know, I'm okay staying mm-hmm. still now. And uh, we turned it into mm-hmm. Predator Ridge. We turned it into a swing like a girl program, nice. which is really cool. You know, still yeah. really focusing on women and girls and just the female side of sport to say, you can do it. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how you play yeah. it, but just believe in yourself and really kind of showing doesn't matter in golf. It doesn't matter in work in life and business uh, is really just to believe in yourself and, and swing like a girl, swing like yourself. So, like that. Yeah. So you had moved back then to Canada, to BC at that point. Yeah. I, I'm 2012. I moved here. Um, I sold my house in 2014 that year, obviously, you know, I kind of was turning 40 the next year and I thought, Oh, what am I doing? Uh, haven't found the mat of my dreams. But I decided uh, I would have a child on my own. So cool. again, That's another, awesome. another one. It's like, well, I'm competitive and I don't want to do this yeah. life without having a child. So, well, yeah, you knew what I'll you wanted and you went for it. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. So what, yeah. what was that process like going through all of that and doing it? Um, it was actually really funny. Cause um, you know, if you've ever done online dating, it's the same, but you don't actually have to go on the date. You don't have to meet them. You don't have to worry about the awkward first date jitters. Ship to your house, express ship it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you go to, there's a fertility clinic in Kelowna, yeah. but really it's just like, I want I picked all my traits because I thought, well, at least if this kid can look somewhat like me, I should be okay. So like brown hair, (laughs) hazel eyes, six foot, 170 pounds. Pick the tall guys. We love it. Oh, yeah. I was like, this this would be my ideal man. So, you know, athletic. You could pick uh, health. So this person was the healthiest person. No cancer, heart issues, you know, Mm. in their bloodline, their grandparents, Mm -hmm. nothing. No teeth issues. I think the worst he had was chicken pox and uh, wow. no corrective. You did your research? Stuff, so I know, right? So it was, it was probably three, four months of searching and you get yeah. to choose. And then they're like, oh, you can't have this one or this one or this one. And, but you can have hmm. these two. So did you get your top choice? Like you're um, kind of pretty close. Yeah. I think I was out of my top three or one or two. Yeah. I, I ordered six. Cause I thought, I don't, I don't know how long it's going to yeah. take. Um, it only took me two. And I remember my girlfriends are like, uh, you better pee on a stick. Yeah, because you're kind of moody. You're, the- <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and then I got it. And I was like, oh, what did I do? Holy, fuck. was it super? Were you super scared? Uh, like, was it? Um, it just kind of was like, wow, this is real. It's mm-hmm. just like anything. Right. Like, whoa, yeah. I mean, it's whoa, I did this. Whoa wow, I'm having a child, like, yeah. I think. So it was hard to keep it a secret. Um, <laughs> I love my wine, as you probably have heard. And amazing. I, Are you white or red, girl? I'm a red. Oh, me too. Absolutely. I love that. But I'm not, I'm not 
racist, I will drink white too. I will drink white also, <laughs> but it has a certain mood. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so like during the day. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I just, I stopped drinking in January to prepare and you know, mm-hmm. I, it's my athlete in me. I'm like, got to prepare the body, got to make it welcoming <laughs> for this thing. And um, so by, you know, golf season hits in April and I am not drinking and me and I said, I'm, I'm just on a cleanse. Everyone's right. like, what? You're like a juice cleanse, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, like a week or two cleanse, but really you've been on a cleanse for like three months. I'm like, yeah, I feel yeah. really good. I'm sleeping really well. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by June, it was like, and I'm pregnant. They're like, what? I just thought you were sick or something. Who's the like, father? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, who's the father? You're like number yeah. six, six, seven, eight, three, dash four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was funny. It was funny. A couple of my best friends obviously helped me through, through mm-hmm. the, the whole process. My mom was amazing. And, uh, so yeah, I'm still very lucky. I, we have a great network. My, my daughter has some pretty great pseudo aunts and uncles and cool. best decision ever though. For sure. Yeah, best, awesome. best accomplishment, even after all, all said. And done, uh, right? Yeah. I was going to ask, yeah. what is your biggest accomplishment? So it's, it's her name's Macy. 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 Yeah, Macy so then in the golf world, what is your, your um, most I think the biggest thing was, was making it on tour, uh, mm-hmm. kind of getting through that, like, holy, that process. Um, I wrote myself a lot of notes um, getting to that. Cause that's sort of in college, we work with sports psychologists and everything like that. And, and just to say, I believe in you, AJ, whatever happens, mm. happens, no matter yeah. what, I still love you. And I think to be able to admit that and say, I truly am okay. If you don't make it, that was a big thing to me was like, you know what, go and have fun, do what you love doing is play golf. I lost sight of that probably in a lot of ways yeah. throughout my career. Um, yeah. But if you look back on certain wins as you might say um I finished third that first year and I played with two of the top I played with Julie Inkster and Annika uh, who are two of the top golfers at the time and still probably will always be um and to just get through those rounds without making a fool of myself or being able to <laughs> you know hit shot for shot with them and mm-hmm. chum around with them was really cool um I went to Hawaii one year it was Don Co Jones final uh, hurrah her last event and I just went over because I wanted to be there and I mm-hmm. ended up qualifying for the event and finishing like top 10 and she was wow. like that was the most amazing thing and only yeah. because I was just playing for fun I was playing for her mm, I was yeah. playing for me it was just so mm-hmm. you know you kind of look back on the fun things my best biggest check was I think it was 68,000 and something final day we actually got rain delay one of the days um, and I had one of my best friends caddy for me. She used to be a tour player. Oh. She went and got married and had a kid and she was like, I'll come and work for you for a week. It'd be fun. We had the funnest time. Um, again, you bring it back to enjoying what you do. And I'll tell you this story just because it's, I think it's yeah. one of those things that brings light to uh, what we do is, you know, it, we're on the 37th or 36 holes in the day. So we're on the 35th hole, like we're tired oh, and yeah. you're just like, whatever. And I'm over top of the shot and I know I'm not going to win, but I, you know, you still want to finish strong and I get over top of the shot and I stood there for a couple seconds and I just, I chuckled to myself and I backed off and my friend's like, what happened? Like, it's okay. Just breathe. You, you got the club. It's perfect. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. I got it. Just kind of walked around and then get over the shot and hit it. And She's like, what happened? You all right? Like, what were you thinking? She goes, I, I don't know. I like, it was the perfect club. I'm like, no, it was. And I said, I just had to fart. So, um, <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh. Right. And then you're just like, I'm so tired. Like I just you're didn't like, test my yeah, body functions at this time. And <laughs> it's when reality hits in and you're like, it's reality. And it's yeah. like, you know what? But it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, you, know, you, you watch people on TV and you're like, why did that guy back off? Like, you're like, he oh, might have had to have jeans for lunch. Like, like he yeah. is stressed. Yeah. Well, you mean, you, honestly, you're on in two rounds of golf. Uh, you're out yeah. there at least 10 hours. So you can That's only crazy. eat so many nuts and bars and <laughs> ugh, all those types of things. So I'm sure my body was just like, okay, get out. So, I mean, it, you know, those kinds of things. And you think it's a glamorous life and then you get done and you're, okay, let's chuck everything in the car and run to the airport and try and catch our flight and move to the next mm-hmm. spot. And one day I'll have to write a book because there's probably some other really funny moments that we can't Please write a book. Yeah, I'm so yeah. interested right now. I'm like, just keep talking. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So you said that you wrote those letters to yourself, 
those mm-hmm. like I love you you can do it like those empowering letters yeah that's I just put, I would put them in my golf bag and you know pull them out every now and then and you know what it's psychologists thank goodness right. for them because they do make you you know one of them said you know if you ever get frustrated just pretend like you open up a a brown paper bag and scream into it ah, and then mm-hmm. crunch it all up and throw it away it's like well it, that makes no sense try it and you're actually like oh I feel much better mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. did you work away. with sports psychologists yeah worked with a bunch of different sports psychologists mm-hmm. throughout the career and yeah I mean obviously when I was going through depression I tried a few different ones and mm-hmm. a couple of them I thought actually needed more help than I did so um <laughs> which is hard right you're like I think you're more messed up than me yeah thank you I feel much better okay I'm gonna go now um but yeah no it you know what it's good because if you're trying to be a professional you're trying to do anything really good it's good to talk it out and it's funny in when I was in college I wanted to be uh like a mental coach for Mm -hmm. business right and just kind of a motivational manager uh, all those types of things so in a way I think you know over the course of a career you're kind of like well I've had a few different careers but I feel like there's a bit of that in every one of them Mm -hmm. but I think uh, it's always good to reach out for extra help yeah I think that's a really good thing to to preach and you can tell you're very like obviously mentally and emotionally aware of kind of what you were going through because I think that would be really just aware yeah (laughs) you're like I'm not don't get get ahead of yourself Kennedy I'm definitely not stable (laughs) no but I that would have been really difficult though I think you know having such high peaks in your career and being so being at the top and then finding that because of your mental game like you're struggling and like athletes yeah. also like you know they like you're not going to be an athlete for 50 years right well you're going to be an athlete no, and, and you're like a professional yeah right? but there so, are people that do it and they they can yeah. and they're mentally strong it's like man mm-hmm. I don't know if I just wasn't that strong or I just wanted to do a lot of things so I'm choosing to believe I just I had a lot of things to do in my life and mm-hmm. you know whether they're 10-year increments I don't I don't really know but um you know I feel like everything that I do, I do with hundred percent and I know different than now with real estate. It's the same thing. It's like, how do I be really good at my job? And you know, I'm okay with just being okay. But in the, when you look at everything, it's like, no, you're not. I take those late phone calls. I take those everything yeah. else. And it's just like, Oh yeah. But I think it's a balance of you care and you care about the people you're mm-hmm. working with, but you also have very high expectations for yourself. Which yeah, is I'm not a yeah. perfectionist, but you know, a realist is that, you know, I want, this is how I want to, someone to treat me. So this is how I'm mm-hmm. treating them. You'll probably step over a few different barriers to get there. And I think that's what makes you who you are. And I, you know, I said, I'm not right for everybody, but um, I'm going to be really good for those that I am. I yeah. So what are some of the differences of the sports psychology from an individual sport versus the team sports? So I assume um, it's much more difficult from the individual side. Yeah, I think the hard part is being honest with yourself, right? With sports mm-hmm. psychologists, you're kind of like, I have to be honest that I am very mean to myself. You know, we're, we are our own worst critics. And so mm-hmm. you're kind of like, you know what? You're, you're not in good enough shape or you didn't practice hard enough. And you're like, yeah, but I was there for like five hours. It's like, yeah, but did you practice properly for five hours? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you're honest with yourself, you're like, no, I just put in five hours because then I could check off the box and say I did five hours. So they're, they really, sports psychologists dive into a lot of the why and dissect Mm -hmm. either how you think to yourself. Um, My one sports psychologist, he was, he was a bit nutty, but I liked him. Um, He said, meet me at the golf course at seven. He's like, don't warm up. Just meet me at the golf course. Come at 645 or 650 Mm -hmm. and put your shoes on and go to the first tee. Uh, He's like, just swing. So I hit the ball, topped it. It was terrible. Mm. He's like, great. That's always perfect. (laughs) Every time you top it off the first tee, you're perfect. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. (laughs) You know, trudge to the next (laughs) shot, hit it short of the green. It was a par four. So I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's awesome. It's perfect. It's just where you want it to be. And you go to the next shot and I chipped it on and he's like, awesome. That's perfect. Just where you want to be, you know, make par. And he's like, see, you always start out with a par. Whenever you start with a par, every hole is great after that. I'm like, okay, I kind of see where you're going here. So, you know, the next hole is a par three. I hit it into the bunker and he's like, awesome. You always play so good when you get into the bunker. It was overly positive and overly, but it kind of made me chuckle because when I did hit it into something that wasn't ideal, or if you ever get yourself into a position in life, mm-hmm. go, oh, this is perfect. You know what? I always react really well when I get under pressure or, you know what? Right. This is the perfect angle. Um, and I remember a couple weeks later, I was in a tournament and I hit it not in a very good spot. But as I was walking over there, 
I, I said to myself, oh, this is perfect. I love it when you're behind a tree. This is always perfect. You always do really well right after here. This yeah. is the perfect angle. And so like everything was about the perfect angle. And I'm like, I got there and I'm like, yeah, actually, it's not that bad over here. You know, I hit the shot, mm-hmm. made the pot. And I'm like, see, it's easy. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of something before we even get there. And I think his idea was give yourself a chance, talk to yourself really nice before you get there and then analyze the situation. For golf, I think, you know, a, a major's coming up or some big tournament, we got so worked up about it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I talked myself into being so nervous and not being able to play mm-hmm. and thinking about all the negative things. It's like, well, why don't you think of all the good thing that could happen when you're there? Kind of believing that it's coming to fruition or at least mm-hmm. believing that it might happen. And then you feel more calm about it. As far as a team, like sports psychologist, I was... You know, I was in um, volleyball, basketball, those team sports in high school and, and did very well. And I was sort of the leader on those teams. But same thing. Mm-hmm. It's you get people that are down on themselves. It's like, come on, we're here for you. Like, come on, man, if you're not feeling yeah. it, that's okay. just pass the ball away or ask for help. It's okay. In golf, they're starting to make it more like a team. It's like, well, yeah. okay. who is your team, right? It's your coach. It's your caddy. Mm-hmm. It's your sports psychologist. It's your parents, you know surround yourself with really good people that are your team that you can lean on if you need to, or even that are your cheerleaders. Cause we need our cheerleaders. We need someone yeah. to pump, pump our tires. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a good thing to surround yourself with that. Cause it's hard. Life mm-hmm, and sports or all of that's hard. So it's like, you need that one or two people that are really happy for you and genuinely happy. Not just like, mm-hmm. you're awesome. Yeah, thanks for that. It's you know, someone that truly believes in it and believes that you. Generic. And, oh, you're doing great. Yeah. You're doing super. Or super my daughter, bad. you're so kind, mommy. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, you're, you're like so you're patronizing kind. me. I know. <laughs> so, did you have a lot of good influences with regards to your coaches? Like, did you learn a lot about kind of? Yeah. Mental awareness. I would say say, um, my mentors were my biggest asset. Um, I've been lucky. My mom is one of the most positive, happy. And I was like, we call her Nurse Jude because she's like, fix anything. It doesn't matter if it's a boo boo or it's your head or whatever. She's Mm going to fix it. But yeah, no, I mean, I hate to say it, but like even the golfers, they were just they pump my tires when I need to, and they were really uh, happy for me. You know, Mm -hmm. when you had successes and. And it was like, it was really cool being from Canada because you did, you got emails mm-hmm. all the time and people like, oh, you're, you're my favorite, you know, and probably because I was very open about my life. I'm like, all I do yeah. is golf and have fun and party <laughs> and do this. And people Drink are like, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so relatable. Um, yeah. Relatable. But, you know, even with having Macy and, you know, people, mm-hmm. I still now like on Facebook, I'm like, and here's a picture of Macy. Here's what we do. And I'm always, if you look at any of them, it's all about being positive though. Like I don't, yeah. I don't really I believe in that. sharing the negativity. We all have crap going on in mm-hmm. our lives. And uh, I just don't think it's right to share it because we, we are, we know everything's crappy. So just mm-hmm. share something happy. Yeah. yeah. Share as much positivity like as you can. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So you must have met some very interesting people mm. in golf. Like I'm yeah. so intrigued to know, like, I don't know, even from working yeah. at a golf course, the people that you meet is just like so cool. Yeah. I mean, well, we're lucky there's, you know, even some CEOs of companies and all that. And oh my gosh, the best fun was like on Wednesdays of a tournament, the Wednesday is a pro-am. So you're, you're playing with these big wigs of companies and typically they're men and they're like, Oh, I'm going to beat you. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm, sweetie, let's try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you may not hit it. I may not hit as far, but I hit it way closer. So yeah, you, know, <laughs> you, get, you get kind of thick skin trying to deal with those people. And yeah, I loved it. I mean, obviously you can mm-hmm. say I'm a, I'm a bit sarcastic. So I love the, the banter that goes back and forth and something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I was a big hockey fan. So, you know, obviously every opportunity I had to play with hockey players, I was like, Oh, I'm in. Um, I got the, yeah. I got to play with Wayne Gretzky. Um, I actually, like, was he good at golf? <laughs> he was, he was decent actually. Yeah. Way better than I thought he would be. Like he shot 80, I think he shot 80 and he was like, that was pretty, that wasn't bad. I'm like, you made, he made every putt, but yeah. I mean, wow. Hands. Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, I played a ton of, I played a ton of golf with Grant fear, which Grant, Grant was a big influence. He is one of the most down to earth positive. He's like, here's my book. Here's my story. Cool. I got charged with all this stuff and whatever, but he's real. He's just like, I just like golf. I like to hang out. I love, mm. he loves to laugh. He loves to, and I was in 2008, nine, when I was trying to transition out of my golfing career, he's like, just show up and play. We'll drink beer. We'll be fine. And, um, 
but just really got me to the point where it's like, just let's just keep playing. And of course I was, yeah. I'm playing with Grant Fuhrer. Hey, can you yeah. sign my hat? Can you sign? And then he said, you know, do you want to play tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. And You're really like, we uh, played every day for years. So yeah, I mean, not trying to, you know, say, oh, I got, he's my best buddy or whatever, but you <laughs> Grant, do. You kind shout of, out. <laughs> shout out, buddy. Right. He's, he's not far from where my parents are down south in awesome. the desert when we go down there. So still get my $20 match in. I think he's up on me the last couple ones, but I blame <laughs> being pregnant, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. you were pregnant. Did, but when you're, that's a question. When you, my mom said when she was pregnant, she was such a better golfer because her arms get going around her belly, just like totally. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I wasn't bad when I was pregnant. I just, um, by that point, I was like, meh. But that's so cool. Oh, you must have met the coolest <laughs> people. I bet you have great stories. Like, honestly. Yeah, like even on the men's tour, I obviously being mm-hmm. a good, big golf fan for years and then mm-hmm. being behind the ropes on the men's tour. And one day, Chris and I were, he was hitting balls after the round and Tiger Woods walked by and I was really well known for my short game being really good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, let me show you a couple shots. Let's try and hit this bucket. And he's like, whatever. And yeah, I'm sweaty. Cause I carried the bag all day and I hit a couple shots and hit the bag. And then Chris tried and tried and tried and Tiger looks over and goes, you know, she totally kicked your ass. Right. And I was like, <gasps> yes. Nice. Oh my God. So, you know, you, you go to that. <laughs> that's amazing. That one moment. That one moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, one. Uh, no, I mean, that's it, a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many. And I mean, I, I was, I love, I love the Canucks. I still do. It's, it's mm-hmm. sad right now, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, anytime I got to meet any hockey player, I was like, Oh, can I get a picture? And so you're kind of still those dreamy, like, Oh, maybe one day. <laughs> Do you have any friends? Do you have a brother? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. So all your relatives. Let's go. Yeah. Who do you got? <laughs> who you got? No, I mean, I'm sure I've met tons of actresses and all that, and I just, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of, eh, that was fun. It was a great life uh, traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, the places yeah. that I've seen and flown to, and when you look back, you go, wow. When you're in it, you're just, here we go again. You kind of get it's used exhausting. to hotels and yeah. eating out. And people say, and like, people now go, oh, I want to go to a hotel. I'm like, I want to stay at home. You're like, please no, PTSD, yeah. Yeah. not doing the yeah. hotels, yeah. jumping around and not really being settled. Like, that's got to catch up to you now. Yeah. I mean, there was a few years I left in April, like I said, and came home in October. Yeah. yeah. It's hard because, I mean, there was times where I struggled with, um, you know, what do you do next? And uh, yeah. I, I, I tried to run thinking I'll be a runner. And um, so I did a couple half marathons and I was like, my body. Oh my gosh, who are you? Like, right? oh but, he, but you know, talk about a mental, you needed to try right. something for mental yeah. toughness. It's like, I need something to challenge myself. And that Brave, was fun. Like a challenge. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting that golf seems like, and all sports seem like they have to be so disciplined to do well, but really it's more about adaptability. Like you just True. had to adapt yeah. to all of these different scenarios and even like the weather on a course you'd have to adapt to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? It's funny when someone once asked me out of college, they said, you know, you were one of the top golfers, but there's other top golfers that are even ahead of you that, that will never be professional. What makes you different? Mm-hmm. Um, and my biggest thing was that I just roll with it, you know? And I think yeah. it's not just, it's not, like you said, it's not just about the golf and um, it's, it's being able to manage yourself, your time, your traveling, your food, you know, it's, it's up to you to work out. No one's going to push you to do it. And mm-hmm, yeah. you, know, you got to manage your finances. You can make money, but if you don't save it, then what happens? So, mm-hmm. you know, to have the whole thing of being able to manage it and, and work with it. Some people are lucky. They have a whole crew behind them that are doing all these things for them. I didn't grow up like that. It's just like, well, you either sink or swim. And, um, I had good, good upbringing and good family to, to realize that's what you got to do. So, yeah, it seems like doing golf and doing something. So not abnormal, but most people aren't, you know, professional Mm, golfers, the majority of people, but you learned so much about life and yourself and just, you know, basic skills, like managing your finances, managing yourself, not letting yourself, you know, go too crazy, get too wild. Like, I think you learned a lot just from doing golf. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, it was, I was lucky in college to have a coach that, you know, kind of let us do whatever, but also rewarded those that were disciplined enough to show up and practice on their own or, Mm -hmm. you know, to get, you could 
just get a C, but of course I was like, I would need an A, you know, mm-hmm. I, oh, we I, love just, I don't want to just yeah. get by. I want to do the best, right. I'm going to be the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to have a coach though, that praise that to say, you will get rewarded. Right. You'll get extra golf balls. You'll get extra mm-hmm. this if you work hard. And I'm like, well, that's what I want to do. And it's not mm-hmm. because I didn't, you know, it's not, I always say, say it's funny. It's not about the money. It's about mm-hmm. the success. The money comes with it and it's awesome. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, to having to win something or to be the best at something or to achieve something that you set out to do. Even now with real estate goals, it's like, I, it's about having 25 people really happy about their home. Right. Yes, I get paid and it's awesome. But sometimes it's like, I just want people to be happy. And there's some people that yeah. aren't happy and you're like, okay, now how do I fix it? So um, you know, really it's about finding what makes you happy and, and going for it, but almost setting your goal higher than you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it was, it's like, I could just go through college, but I want to be on the honor roll. I could just go through college and be good at golf. It's like, but I wanted to be the best on my team. And I also wanted Mm -hmm. to be the best in the nation. So again, it's about setting the goals and trying to figure out what makes me happy. And it's, I've always found that it's to be number one and in my head right Mm -hmm. now with Macy and being a mom, it's like, I'm not going to be the best realtor in Vernon, but I am going to be the best that I can be, which means this number or this many people and making this many people happy mm-hmm. and just to say you know I'm happy with where I am in life and you know what I'm, I, I love my house I love I love my bed uh <laughs> whenever okay. I get to it Ethan's bed today you guys tell yes. us all about it <laughs> no it's like when I get there I'm so happy you know yeah uh, you know it's hard it's uh I think you learn the hard way sometimes as you're trying to live and I, and I, I was guilty of it many times to live somebody mm-hmm. else's dream. It's been a, we'll say a very lucky, blessed life. Do you think that that competitive nature has helped you in the career path that you've transitioned into like real estate? Absolutely. I feel like that's quite yeah. a competitive industry, right? It, it is. And you know what? I think if you just look at everything that I've done in my life, I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of the same, same personality. You've got to do stuff that fits your personality. I tried after my playing on the LPGA tour, I tried to do some other jobs and it was an office job and it was, you know, a few other jobs. And I'm like, these just didn't fit my personality. Whereas teaching, I love to read people and read situations because it's a challenge. Everybody's different. They learn Mm -hmm. differently. So you teach differently. Real estate is one of those things. It's like you read people and you just like you read situations on a golf course. No shot is the same. No person is the same and no Mm -hmm. situation is the same. So, so you, when did you officially join the real estate and you're with I'm Coldwell Coldwell Bank, Coldwell Banker. Yeah. In Vernon here. Um, I joined them two years ago. It's funny. I used to teach the guy that is our owner. So there's always that golf connection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you had to go and get your real estate license, I guess. And then, and so, yeah, I took my, I want to say January of 2017. So she was just a year old and I would study every night and go to work during the day and got my license kind of six months later and then quit golf and just went with that. It's Busy. very scary though. I mean, you know, people say, yeah. why don't you join something that's, you know, commission-based? I'm like, that was my yeah. job for 10 years. You know what? If you played hard and you did the work, you would make the money in golf. Mm-hmm. And um, if not, you'd find a way. And so, same thing with real estate. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I'd say it's a tough business, but if mm-hmm. you know how to read people and you know how yeah. to help people and yeah, I mean, I love it. I love the challenge of every person is totally different. You really listen to what they're wanting. Some people take forever and some people are quick decision makers. And it's like, you know what, yeah. I can, I'll, I'll go with whatever's comfortable for you. Oh, that's so nice. If I buy a house, I'm going to come to you because I take forever <laughs> to make a decision. You'll, okay. you won't hold it I'll against me. Yeah. <laughs> no, She's no. like, I'm used to you. What was one of the biggest takeaways that you had from your golfing career that has kind of crossed over and helped you with the real estate? Um, I think the biggest thing is listening to people uh, a little bit situational. You know, you can kind of feel, read somebody's body language, kind of like in golf. It's like you're reading the greens, you're reading the weather, you're reading everything, you know, you're reading the situation. You're like, I'm nervous. Should I hit it to the middle of the green or go right at it? Mm. Like eh, situational. I I think now's not a good time to go at the pin. So kind of, now is not the time to push this person into making a decision. Just say, you know what? I really feel like you should sleep on it. 
um, you know, here's some more information or the opposite of, you know what, everything in your body language right now says you love this. Do you agree? And and kind of get them to say, yeah, actually it does. It checks all the boxes and I just am too scared to say it. So, you know, trying to be able to read situations and say, you know what, I I love this or, you know, I really hate this. I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's turn around and walk out. (laughs) You know, kind of the same as that note I wrote to myself. Still going to like you tomorrow, whether you say yes or no to this. I was, I don't, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I want you to have, have fun in this process. And if it takes you two years, it takes two years. If, Mm -hmm. if you're successful in one day, fantastic for both of us. But if it does take you two years, I'm still going to love you. I mean, within me. Yeah. So. There. We're not just what? going for a drive around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess I have one more question. What is sure. a piece of advice you would give to mm-hmm. not just women, but people who want to maybe achieve something, but they find that they're, you know, mentally competing with other people or like women in maybe a male dominated industry like you had to experience? Yeah. Great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is um, to really believe in your attributes. Um, it's funny. I have a note beside my, um, beside my desk and it's you know I am beautiful smart caring funny successful giving loving determined powerful compassionate emotional stubborn athletic considerate (laughs) um I do get scared worried emotional tired worn out frustrated those are something it's like be honest with yourself I think you know what don't be don't be afraid to go for your dreams and your goals but also Mm -hmm. be reasonable and say you know what how do I get there uh, why do I want to get there? And, mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we, we question little kids. Why do you say why all the time? It's like, mm-hmm. but, but ask those questions of yourself and say, why do you really want to get there? It's like, well, cause I deserve it. It's like, well then tell yourself you deserve it. Um, you know, why, do, why do you want to get there? Well, cause I'm, I'm woman, hear me roar. I, yeah. I believe I deserve that job. It's like, well then tell yourself you deserve that job. You know, there's, there's a reason why I have that on my desk to say, Someone may not tell me that today. So be, you be that person to tell yourself that you can do this and, um, you know, keep readjusting the goals. Cause as you can see, I've had say kind of four, four careers in my lifetime and who knows, you yeah. know, a lot of people yeah. have an average of three. I might have six, who knows by the time I'm done with it, hopefully this is one for a while, but find out what your true, really good attributes are and, and make sure you, you realize them all the time. Wow, have you ever thought about being like a life coach as like your yeah. second jo- seventh job? Like I'm so inspired. Every time right you want to talk, you just let me know, Kennedy. I'm in. We're ready for the watch book. it. I'm gonna be like, let's go golfing. I'm coming to Predator Ridge. Meet you there. Bringing my golf clubs. Perfect. Oh we well, might have to meet Vernon's closer. We might just just go there and there. I'll just come wherever walk. you want. I love me. walking and playing golf, like old school style. I'll do my best. It gets a bit heavy with a six pack in there, but you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used to driving the, the beverage cart. So okay, I, well, there you go. Yeah, that was I'll just bring the beverage cart. Don't worry. <laughs> we have two wrap up questions. So the first one is, can you please plug a local business that you think some people or listeners should go and check out and support, especially during mm, the pandemic? Local business. Well, there's so many good ones. This has turned out to be a harder question than we expected. Nobody likes to answer it because Nobody they don't want to pick one. They feel too guilty. So yeah. guilty. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my cousin who is a kinesiologist, hey, and he's just kind of cool. started his business. So you know, it's it's tough in a pandemic. And yeah. my cousin Paul Bradshaw is an amazing kinesiologist. He used okay. to work up at Sparkling Hill, actually. Oh, cool. Um, and cool. now he's with Ironheart Gym and. Um, realizing how much for me it was important to work with physio and a trainer and a kinesiologist I mean it's it is pretty pretty cool to see the things that he can turn you into amazing I love that though that's That's a unique one okay Mm -hmm. our our second question our last question is what is a song like a boss chick anthem that whenever Mm. you need to feel good or powerful or before you like I don't know to hype yourself up before a game Back in high school, it used to be Thunderstruck from ACDC. Nice. Oh, yeah. Good choice. And it still kind of gets you like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could just hop that little bit extra under, Amazing. you know, hitting a volleyball mm-hmm. and just. Totally. I'll put it on the Spotify yeah. playlist for when we go mm-hmm. golfing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good pump up songs. I used to listen to um, Frank Sinatra. Oh, I love oh, Frank Sinatra. Tempo and rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Good answers. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking the time with me. I mean, it's been amazing. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. I, I, I can't wait yeah. to listen to this and to, to lots of them. Cause you know what, I, it, it is good to hear people and especially during this time with COVID and mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to hear real life and 
like I said, totally. it's nice to hear sometimes that people struggle and they yeah. are still okay. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that people aren't alone out there. So just a big thank you again to AJ for imparting so much wisdom on us and making us all wish that we were better at sports so we could have been a professional. Think it's too late for us? Is it too late? You know what? I don't think it's too late. She said she would take me golfing and she would help me get better. And I know she will regret those words. And now that I have them <laughs> on record, I will hold her accountable. For the world to hear. Yes. I think we should take her up on the offer. Yeah. I don't think she told you she would give you lessons, but she definitely told me. No. But she told me we can have a wine night. So. Oh, did she? Oh, I don't recall hearing <laughs> It was a private message. It was a private message. <laughs> no, honestly, I can't tell. I honestly can't tell if like... I want to like golf with her or if I just want her to like literally tell me how to live my life and like impart her wisdom on me and be like this is how you should live your life I know just maybe a little bit of both yeah she was so inspiring she just was really down to earth like she was just so um candid with everything Mm -hmm. I really appreciated yeah I absolutely loved it and I think that one thing is that if you act like AJ and you do as she does and live your life like her you know, look at the life that she had, right? And you know what she said she was going to do? She said she was going to listen to our episodes. So I think if you guys want to be on the LPGA or the PJ, if you want to meet Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. and Tiger Woods, if you want to live your best life, you have to listen to this podcast. That's what she's doing. And she accomplished Absolutely. all those things. Absolutely. There is a direct positive mm-hmm. correlation. And statistics 100%. don't lie. 100%. And the correlation goes both ways. Yes, she did all those things first before listening to the, our podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think it works both ways. You listen to our podcast, you will achieve what Absolutely. she achieved. Mm-hmm. There is a dual causality there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it even improves your golf score yeah if you subscribe yeah if you subscribe proven you will get a birdie um if you download you will get an eagle (laughs) yeah wow wow and if you leave us a review and a rating you will get a hole in one i'm just i'm just spitting facts like it's it's the truth yeah the golf scores don't lie my my golf scores lie when i write down my golf scores i lie (laughs) You know what I always put down? I'm always like, I got a gentleman's eight, and that means like that's the highest I can go. I can shoot. What? If, I, if I shoot like a twelve, I'm like it's a gentleman's eight, and that's what I just like call it. Oh my gosh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Usually, I'll just be like, eh, it felt like three. <laughs> like three. It's like a, it's like a it's par five like three, or like, yeah. I got like a three. All right, that is it for this week. A big thank you again to AJ. You know what to do: download, subscribe, like, leave a review. Thank you guys so much for listening. That is it for this week. The bosses are out. The office is closed. We'll see you next week.